It has to do with the quarterback position, and when I have a question, I try to find answers. So that's what I've done. Comparing Phillip Rivers coming into Indianapolis with Matt Ryan coming into Indianapolis, similar stage of their career, let's figure out by looking at what Phillip Rivers was with the Chargers, what he became with the Colts, and what Matt Ryan was toward the end at Atlanta, and what he might become with the Colts. That's interesting to me. Ryan Tannehill, we'll talk about him, what he had to say about uh, Willis, good Lord. Um, You know what? Good for him. Number one, for being honest. Number two, for knowing what his job is. I love it. Uh, We're also going to talk about Butler. They got a new commitment. He's a big fella. And as a big fella, he's going to be able to compete in the Big East in ways that maybe previous big fellas for uh, Butler were unable to. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, 2022, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Holy cow, the scouting report on Johnson's Plumbing. No drips, no drops. They're not unduly fast, but they secure your plumbing. That's what they do. Uh, 765-610-8809, the number to get in touch with them. Hit the subscribe button, press the like button, ring the bell, let's go, let's talk about sports. And if you have an urgent question, donate. We get to it right away. It's what we do. The free enterprise system, alive and well on uh, this YouTube channel. All right, let's talk about Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan and compare the two in in a couple of ways. One their record over their last six seasons with their previous employer, and then their final year at their previous destination. Both these guys, as you're going to see, they're somewhat similar. Um, Phillip Rivers was 38 when he signed here. He became 39 in December of the season that he played here. Matt Ryan right now is 36. He's going to turn 37 next month. Uh, I see Ryan is having the smarts that Rivers had plus physical capabilities. It's looking, yes, it is. And that's exactly what we're talking about. And and in one of those ways, these guys age, like I said, Matt Ryan's going to turn 37. He's going to be 37 the entire duration of this season, which puts him about a year and a half younger than what Phillip Rivers was. For those of you keeping track of kind of chronology and age, at home, that's kind of where we are. And remember, when when Matt Ryan says that he feels like he can play another four years, everybody says that when they're 36. When they're 40, when they're 38, it, it all changes. Everything changes. You don't anticipate when you're 36 feeling like you're going to feel when you're 37 and on and on and on. So don't hold him to that four more years. All right, their record, the six years combined, the six years prior that they worked for their previous employer, Rivers, of course, with the Chargers, was 44-52. and 52. Uh, Ryan with the Falcons, 46-50. and 50. So a two-win difference between those two. Really, very, very little. Uh, the previous year, passer rating, 88.5 for Rivers. 90 for Ryan. Very, very similar. Previous year's QBR for Rivers, 50.5, for Ryan, 46. 46 not, is not good. That has to come up, and it's going to if you look at the statistics. The previous year's touchdown-to-interception ratio, 
Rivers, 23 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. Matt Ryan, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Previous year's yards, 46-15 for Rivers and 39-68 for Ryan. Previous year's yard per attempt, Rivers 7.8, Ryan 7.1. The previous year's completion percentage, almost identical, 66% for Rivers, 67% for Ryan. Number of sacks, 34 for Rivers, 40 for Ryan. And the missed starts, their previous 12 seasons, for each of them 12 seasons, Matt Ryan missed one. Philip Rivers never missed a start. And Philip didn't miss another one when he was here. Now, what uh, Philip Rivers became in 2020 for the Colts? His record as a Colts quarterback, 11 and 5. Went to Buffalo in the postseason, almost won it. And I really think that it was those two minutes and 30 seconds at the end of that game that kind of flipped the switch to uh, Philip Rivers where he said, okay, I can't do it anymore. If I can't bring a team back, with 2.30 left in the game to win a playoff game on the road, you know, what are we doing? Because that's got to be able to happen for us to win a Super Bowl. I think that that's what flipped the switch and sent him back to Mobile. Uh, but 11-5 and five the record, that's pretty good. Uh, passer rating went up from an 88.5 to a 97. His QBR went up from a 50.5 to a 55. Touchdowns to interceptions went from 23-20. and 20 to 24 and 11. That's a huge disparity. Huge differential. Uh, Yards per attempt, uh, 7.7 and 20. 7.8 the previous year. Uh, Completion percentage, up a tick to 68% in 2020. And then uh, the number of sacks reduced from 34 to 19. If Matt Ryan can have that kind of uptick, if he can if his productivity and his efficiency can mirror the gains that Philip Rivers showed from 2019 with the Chargers to 2020 with the Colts, this is going to be a bonanza for the Colts. They're going to wind up with one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, and that's really what you need. you got to have that. If you're going to win a Super Bowl, you got to have it. If you're going to win the AFC South, you probably have to have that. And the guy that he's going to be dueling with, position to position, obviously not against one another, but against the opposing defenses, Ryan Tannehill. What Ryan Tannehill said in his media availability is it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis. And it's not. His job is to be the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. And all effort must be thrown toward that end. And if it's not, he's not doing his job correctly. The Titans pay a bunch of coaches to mentor a guy like Malik Willis. Ryan Tannehill does not have to bear that weight, and he shouldn't bear that weight, and he's right to tell the media he's not going to bear that weight if he's not willing to do it. I Do you think that Aaron Rodgers was up in Green Bay kind of tutoring, uh, burning the midnight oil with Jordan Love saying, hey, you know what, kid, you got to do it this way. Not a chance. Do you think Tom Brady ever looked at Jimmy Garoppolo or Jacoby Brissett and thought, you know what, i got to take these guys under my wing just so they're prepared in case I go down or they can take my job? Not a chance. The stories you hear about Tom Brady is that he didn't necessarily make it difficult on them, but he understood that every rep he didn't take was a rep somebody else could take 
and could use to their advantage to unseat him as a starting quarterback, and he wasn't going to have that. He knew what it was. He knew what his job was when he was a backup to Drew Bledsoe. And that wasn't just to get ready in case Drew Bledsoe went down. That was to take his job, to kick Drew Bledsoe's ass, make him expendable so Belichick would trust Brady with the keys to the car. That's Malik Willis's job. Ryan Tannehill knows it. These guys, it's not that they're not pulling on the same end of the rope, but you know what? Sometimes they're pulling on different ropes. One is a personal rope, and one is a team rope. Pulling both simultaneously, a little bit difficult. And you don't have to pull against the other guy, but you should never give an inch to the other guy, ever, ever, ever. Uh, the Colts, they're not going to play internationally this year. If you were hoping to travel with the Colts to London, Munich, or Mexico City, I'm so sorry you won't have that opportunity. That's just, uh, yeah, but not so much. Uh, the mobility between Ryan and Rivers, I was going to write that down. But Rivers, I think, ran for 28 yards in 2019, and Ryan ran for 80 last year. And if you break that down on a per-game average, you're talking about three or four yards. It's just not, it's not meaningful. So don't think that Matt Ryan, as compared to Phillip Rivers, is going to tuck it and go like he's Carson Wentz. He's not. And by the way, Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He'll never be a great quarterback. He'll never win a championship as a starting quarterback. But he's a good quarterback. He's a top 20 quarterback. And, and if you squint a little bit, he's 17, 16, 15, someplace in there. And that's what he is. So if you don't think so, you don't think so. I can't help you. Uh, Butler, they added a transfer. We found out today, uh, thanks to the great work of David Woods down at the Indianapolis Star, Manny Bates from NC State. He's played three years down there, but he only played one game this last year. His career, he's a 7.1 point per game scorer and a 4.8 rebound per game rebound. He is 6'11". He was uh, a four-star recruit, I believe in 2018, he was ranked 101st nationally. That is what Butler's getting. Thad Mata still going to work, still trying to make this roster as good as he can possibly make it, and good for him for doing that. College football, you know what? If you're tired of change, you're not going to like college football, and you're not going to like college basketball. You're not going to like college athletics at all if you don't like change. If you think they've gone too far, with the transfer portal and NIL, don't blink because it's all changing. Gene Smith, the Ohio State Athletic Director, said, and uh, in, in, read this in ESPN today on ESPN.com, he said that he believes that the, uh, the FBS teams, and the, those are the like 10 conferences who give 85 scholarships to football, they need to uh, withdraw. They need to abdicate their positions with the NCAA and start anew. They need to be self-governing. The NCAA does not work for them. And so they want to uh, allow the college football playoff, kind of that organization, to grow and metastasize a little bit and run college athletics, college football in particular. And I don't think it's a bad idea, but it is going to cause massive change. 
massive change. The transfer, transfer portal is going to be altered, and this is maybe 10 years away, but I think it's not going to be that long. Once people start saying it, it tends to happen more quickly than a decade from now. Swarbrick said that he thought it was going to be in the mid-30s by the time uh, college athletics got to the point where big-time college athletics were withdrawing from the NCAA. I think that's going to happen sooner rather than later. It's not going to be in the mid-30s. I don't think it's going to be in the 30s at all. I think it's going to be toward the end of this decade. College, Colleges, universities who participate in, in big-time college football, they're going to move on, and, and they're going to govern themselves. Because and they're right. The NCAA is really, really good at the things it does really, really well. It hosts events really well. They don't host nothing with college football. They, uh, their clearinghouse works really well. Um, the eligibility kind of as part of the clearinghouse, they do well. What they don't do well is enforce, and, and they really don't do well as far as seeing the immediate problems of college, big-time college football and big-time college basketball, and adjust. The, the thing is too big. You know, it, it's like a tanker, and it doesn't turn real quickly. It doesn't pivot. It is not nimble. And what collegiate athletics needs is a more nimble system of governance. And if they don't get it, this thing is going to continue to get wobbly. Fans are going to start to kind of go, ah, what are we doing? And, and the whole thing could implode. Better to replay, get this thing right. Have there be a revolution of college athletics led by forward-thinking administrators like Gene Smith at Ohio State, right? You got to do that. You got to figure it out. Let the conferences work together. Let that happen. That they need to come together with the D2s and the D3s and the lower D1s and the, the FCS people to hell with that. You got to get it right for the kids who play big-time college football. And if you don't, it's all going to unpeel in a really, really unhealthy way, and college basketball as we know it, it is just going to devolve into nothingness, and it's going to become a default minor league. Something else needs to be done, and it's just that easy. Uh, tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Ken. Thank you for the donations, those of you who donated. Very, very nice. Appreciate that always. And, uh, you know, tomorrow we'll find another way to talk about Colts football because this is just fascinating to me. Fascinating to think about the Colts, talk about the Colts, discuss the Colts, figure out, you know what, try to set the bar. We set the bar, right? We do it as well as we can to set the bar in May. Try to be happy, happy campers, optimists, raise that bar maybe a bit beyond where it belongs and then adjust it throughout the offseason so then when the season starts, we got a reasonable approximation of what kind of team this is going to be. Nine wins last year, that was a really good guess, and nine years is exactly what they landed on. Looked for a minute like it was going to be 11, wound up being nine. This year, right now you talk to people, you say, oh, we got Stephon Gilmore. We got, look at this, we've got Bernard Ryman. This is unbelievable, starting left tackle. Look at this. Pryor's going to be good depth behind the starting Ryman. And then at wide receiver, look at what we got at wide receiver in the draft. My God, are you kidding? Alec Pierce? 
that he's going to be a pro bowler as a rookie. And then Johnny Woods, oh my God, this guy, his athletic scores were better than any tight end in the history of athletic scores. He's going to be, a, he's Gronk. That's who he is. We got to tap the brakes just a little bit. It's fun to speculate. It's fun to be optimistic, but my goodness, let's tap the brakes. And, and get a real look. And, and that's what the comparison of Rivers to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan isn't going to be the Matt Ryan he was in 2016. That's not who he is anymore. Just like Philip Rivers wasn't going to be the Philip Rivers in 2020. He wasn't like 2008 or 2012. It's just not the way things work. So let's dial it back, be reasonable people, and look at this without the rose-colored glasses and, and have... Uh, a reasonable conversation about what this team is rather than this pie-in-the-sky kind of nuttiness. Hey, we got some construction going on next door. Can you hear it? Look at All the way up there. Fellas doing work. That's what's going on. What's Ivan think? We'll talk to Ivan. You know what I, We aren't going to visit with Ivan, but we'll have a look. He's out here all winter. That's what Ivan does. Like Ivan... Ivan loves being around his brothers, the trees, so we don't have any trees in the house. So Ivan comes out here, and Julie's given him a little uh, a little company in the form of a plant. Very, very nice. We will talk to you tomorrow, breakfast with Kent, bright and early, probably 7, straight up 7.